that we, the younger they are, does this, does this sentence even make sense? The younger that they, the younger that they are. (laughs) Well, I haven't heard the majority of it yet, so I'm not sure. I can't even get it out because that doesn't even feel like The younger that they are, like the younger the child is? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, you're making sense. I got you. It feels like you can't start a sentence with the younger that they are, the better off they'll be earlier on in their young life. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Error, error, (laughs) error. Malfunction. Need to reboot. I'm Laura Sales. And I'm Danielle Sales. Welcome back to Not Another Momcast. Hey guys, we're back. And today we're going to chat about some topics that are super important to us as humans, but especially now as moms, self-confidence and emotional awareness. We specifically wanted to check in on how we're doing with those in regard to our kids and how we are parenting them. But first, let's get into the boom and bust. Laura? Okay. I feel like I feel like this week, in all honesty, I have to have a double boom and I'll skip the bust because oh, wow. let me just start with the first boom. Yeah, I know, right? It sounds like it's been an amazing <laughs> week. It's not. It's honestly not like, you know, for the record books or anything. But the point is I am on spring break from school, <laughs> which means that obviously I can do anything. I can be anyone. And like the world is my oyster right now. So that's been fantastic. And we have, I think twice now, been to museums together. And I told you last time how much I love a museum and I love taking her to museums. That's not the best part though. The best part is actually the sweats a double boom. So spring break, big boom, follow-up boom. I'm still reeling from this. I don't know where you guys are at with your munchkin right now, like language wise, but with my kid, obviously she loves me, right? She shows me in a billion different ways. But we're at a stage where if one of us says, I love you, she'll say, I love you too, like during the nighttime routine. Or if I'm like, I love you. And Chris is like, say, I love you too, mommy. She'll say it back, right? Yeah, yeah. But it hadn't really been coming from her super like spontaneously. You know what I mean? Like self- Yeah. Self-motivated, if you will. So um, we're walking out of the first museum that we went to two days ago and I I know she wanted to stay. So I'm like trying to make it positive and happy. And I'm like, say goodbye to this. Say bye-bye to that. We'll see you later. We'll come back with daddy. It'll be so much fun. We get outside and I'm holding her and carrying her. And I'm like, that was so great. I had so much fun with you. And she just turns and puts her hand on my chest and goes, I love you. Oh my God. I was like, you love me? <laughs> like, are you sure? Right. But but like you said, it. she's like, yeah. I was like, is that what you said? Did you say you love me? And she wraps her arms around my neck and goes, uh, I love you. And oh, I God. burst into tears uh-huh. on the sidewalk yeah. downtown, yeah. just like walking to the car like, this is the best <laughs> day of my life. That was so amazing. I don't even have words for it, right? Like I said, of course she loves me and she's shown me in so many ways, but she now is at a stage where she just 
spontaneously when she's feeling it and she's just like filled with those happy, fuzzy, warm butterfly emotions. She'll just say it out loud now. And I'm like, oh my God, yes, (laughs) this is amazing. Everything, everything is worth it in that moment. You know (laughs) what I mean? Just like everything. Okay, you go ahead. That's it. Oh, That's it for right. Me. I forgot. You erased your busts. Um, I'm going to start with my buzz just to bring you all down a notch. Um, <laughs> I have just been in a trashy funk mood all week and there's nothing you can do about it. So don't even bother. It's true. I've been trying all week. <laughs> <laughs> just don't talk to me. And my boom is that we are getting out of town for a night and uh, maybe that will make me happy. Or something. You are? What are you doing? Where are you going? I can't disclose that information. (laughs) Okay, you're right. With the child, though? Yeah. Okay. Now, there's potential that the child might stay with a relative for a little bit. Oh, And that would be nice. That would be nice. But I just need a change of scenery. You know what I'm saying? Like, sort of snap out of it. I do. I definitely do. Yeah, like I totally said I was going to skip a bust, but since we were pretty efficient about sharing them, I told you earlier, I'm stuck in the usual rut that I get stuck in on long weekends or breaks like this, holiday breaks, honestly, even portions of the summer since she was born. I am doing a really bad job of planning things in advance. Like I feel like everything just sneaks up on me and then I'm in this desperate last minute hunt to find something enriching and fun and different to do. So we're not just in the house all day, but then by not being in the house, I'm not taking care of all the things on my forever going to do list that I told myself that I would cross off during spring break. So that easily could have been my bus that the to do (laughs) list is still there and I'm still stressed and blah, blah, blah. But I chose to try to do a double boom. But since you brought us all down, Danielle, I might as well join you. Yeah. No, I'm good for that. (laughs) This also needs to be a little ticket item on the illusion of time. You think you have more of it and you don't. Oh my God. I need to write it down that the next episode that we do should honestly (laughs) just be about the illusion of time because we're both furious over it. We have many things to say. So (laughs) we need to, we need to just get that one in the bank. Okay, great. All right, great. We will be right back after this ad break. Hey, come on, flat top, he got cola, cola, he got. Imagine hearing the world's greatest songs and realizing shortly into the first verse that you don't actually know any of the lyrics outside of the chorus. Come together. Right now, over me. Now, imagine owning your very own collection of off-key and inaccurate covers of all the best radio classics sung by the worst voices of our time. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. In this once-in-a-lifetime collection, Not Another Momcast Industries presents the ultimate Mumble Jams compilation set. 90 discs of your favorite songs butchered by us. The Beatles, Journey, Phil Collins, Elton John, just a few of the names that would be literally ashamed to be affiliated with these mumble jams. But wait, use your credit card and we'll take absolutely nothing off. Ultimate Mumble Jams is not sold in stores and may or may not be illegal in most states. 
Cocaine pirate smile. smile. So remember, use your credit card and get 90 beautiful CDs that you probably don't even know how to play anymore. And you can finally stop pretending you know all the words today. No one was harmed in making this. Do not try this at home. Please do not sue us. We're just kidding. All sales are final. Hold me closer, Okay, we're back. Let's get right into it. So we actually had two different listeners ask us about how we bolster these specific skills or characteristics or whatever you want to call them. And we decided that that would be the perfect thing to talk about next because the topics that they asked us about happen to be confidence and emotional intelligence, right? Yeah, those were them. Yeah, those are them. I feel like I know which one I want to start with when I'm talking to you, the counselor, right? So Danielle, Mm -hmm. I have a question. What are you doing to support your child's emotional intelligence? And also, is that called EQ? Um, Emotional intelligence, is that measured? Like your intellectual intelligence is your IQ? Your emotional intelligence, is that called an EQ? Like I'm pretty, matter. Sure, I'm pretty sure it is. And if it's not, it absolutely should be. There's no reason for it not to be. What am I doing? Um, you know what? Honestly, it feels like a lot and not enough all at the same time. Mm. And I apologize because I am seeing that you have like a nicely laid out list and uh, sadly or awesomely, mine overlap <laughs> with a lot of those. No, that's fine. That's great. I know, right? I feel like the <laughs> biggest thing that I am focusing on right now, she's one and a half. So, you know, you can do a lot, but really how much can you do? But a lot. She <laughs> is, I'm trying right now to help her label emotions. Right. So her vocabulary, I think, obviously, we all think we're raising baby geniuses. So I do think she's advanced in her language development. She's not like just coming out being like, I'm mad. That's not happening at all. She's screaming and having tantrums and crying and throwing her body and still hitting her head on the floor sometimes. But I'm trying to name those emotions for her to help build that emotional vocabulary. And then I'm trying to show different ways for her to manage and cope with those really big, intense feelings. So We've tried some deep breaths that worked for a little bit. We don't need to get into a specific coping strategies, do we? Or should well, we? Well, actually, well, I was going to ask you because I feel like that's something I could use more of is some of those strategies. Like I have a couple go-tos, but, you know, the deep breaths is definitely on my list too. Yeah. But sometimes that's not what she needs in that moment. If your girl's like coming out swinging, right? She's angry. She clearly needs to get aggression out of her body? Do you tell her to go hit a pillow or is hitting, hitting, period? You know what I mean? Like, what do you do? What would you do for that? I mean, and again, it feels like any education or knowledge that I have for my like professional career feels completely irrelevant in terms of (laughs) using it in my own personal child. But that being said, when she gets angry, she gets so angry. And a big thing that she was doing, and I don't know if it was just a sensory thing that she was trying out or she learned it from observing other kids at daycare. But when she gets angry, she hits her head on the floor. And I know she's looking for a reaction, but the problem is she will do it so much that she's actually hurting herself. And the pediatrician had told us, ignore it, ignore it, ignore it. And I tried for a while, but then it started to feel 
not like the most natural, healthy response for me in my situation. Yeah. So I really have shifted that to, I have her make eye contact with me and um, I tell her that it's okay that you're mad. I see that you're mad. You're screaming, you're crying. You wanted this thing. You're so frustrated, but we have to be safe. And I walk her over to this big pillow she has on her bedroom floor. And I've started to like open palm, tap it. And I say, I'm mad. And we hit it. And then it It acts also as a little bit of a distraction. She thinks it's kind of funny, but she has started to go over and also hit it and say, I'm mad. I'm mad. I don't know if she's actually connecting the two, but it is a strategy that I am trying right now. Um, What else am I doing? Oh, another one we just started. I did this tonight, actually. She's inconsolable when she is on a very big emotional spree. And so I either take her hand and we walk around the room and I just start listing things that I can see, like a grounding activity. With older kids, I would use what are five things that you can see, four things that you can hear, you know, use all of your senses. But with her, we just walk around and We point at things that we can see and I say them out loud to help distract her. And it actually worked. That was a cool one. I don't know. I will be curious to see as we progress how that goes. Um, Anyway, that's just some coping things. But it is hard when their communication is not fully developed yet. Know what I'm saying? I do. I do a lot of these same things, right? And so a huge one has always been with her naming the emotion and validating the emotion, right? You are feeling this way and that's always okay. You're always allowed to be feeling whatever it is you need to be feeling right now. But then, you know, putting the boundaries in place, giving the other alternative ways that you can work through that. So I like those. And I kind of want to come back to that in a minute, but my little list is you know, naming and validating. And I mean, I'm constantly making a point to be naming emotions in other people. Like if we're out at the park and there's a little kid crying across the park, I'm like, that baby's sad. You know, he's frustrated because she'll stop and look, you know, kids will stop and look. And instead yeah. of just like glaring or being like, don't, don't look, you know, c- walk away, leave him alone because there should be some kind of shame there. It's just like, oh, that's how that kid's feeling. I hope he's okay. You know, and showing sympathy and like empathy and kind of modeling that. I mean, even in, a book. When we read a book and we go through and see the expressions on characters' faces, I'll talk about how they might be feeling based on the signs that they're giving. So just sort of laying that groundwork. Yeah. Can I chime in really quickly? Yeah. Because I feel like I just went off on a whole tangent about coping skills. And as you you go through yours, I'm going to echo some things. I think another big one is modeling and showing empathy. Yes. You yourself as your own individual human and modeling, I think is the, is the key in helping them be exposed to it and experience it. Does that make sense? Modeling is the key. Modeling is the key for every single thing, dude. Like you can say, you can say, 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 talk, 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 talk all you want. They are always watching what you're doing yeah. and also listening to what you're saying when you don't think that they're listening and you're not talking directly to them. That's probably when they're listening the most. So like if I get frustrated with everything, including the cat, you know, like not getting off the table when I tell him to, and then the next thing I do is scream at the cat and like throw something, I can be 0% surprised if she tries that the next yeah. time somebody doesn't listen to her the first time. They're always watching So you always are modeling. I'm always modeling. And I'm always trying also to share my own emotions. Like I think we as parents think it's necessary for us to hide the negative stuff and kind of shelter them from that. And 
there have been times where I've come home at the end of a long week, or I'm not even at the end of the long week, but it has been a long week and it was an especially hard day. And I am frustrated and I am tired. And Chris starts asking me about it and she's playing around my feet in the living room and I burst into tears, right? And she stops and looks up at me. And I didn't mean to do that. I didn't want to do that. I am not a crier. I don't enjoy that. I struggle a lot with my hard emotions and sharing them and being comfortable with them. Definitely also will come back to that. <laughs> but I I push myself way out of my comfort zone. And in a moment like that, I'm like, mommy's sad. Mommy's crying. It's okay. It's okay. Mommies get sad. Mommies can cry. Mommy's okay. Mommy still loves you, right? Like still making sure she knows she's safe always. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the scary part for a kid and seeing hard emotion in a parent is am I safe if they're unregulated, right? So I'm always making sure she knows that but that I'm going to work through it and I'm going to be okay. And that I'm allowed to feel that way just like she is. And that's hard. That's, that's goes against a little bit of an instinct that I have to sort of be a fortress and duck away to the bedroom. If I'm going to deal with something hard, that's, yeah. that's tough for me to do, but I know that it's important for her to see. I know. Cause I feel like that also ties into validating their emotions when you when you show and share your emotions and the people around you validate them, validate for you as the adult, validate your emotions. I think that's super important because I think it's so easy for us as the adult to look at whatever our toddler is throwing a little bitch fit about to be like, (laughs) that's a really big reaction for something really stupid. Yeah. This is stupid. You're being ridiculous. (laughs) Get the hell off the floor. Like you want to, yeah, you want to roll your eyes into the back of your head because it's the most asinine thing (laughs) you could think someone would throw a fit about, but not to them. For example, yesterday made my baby girl a quesadilla because she's been saying quesadilla, quesadilla. So I made a quesadilla. (laughs) What does this little dumpling do? She takes the quesadilla off the plate, puts it on her chair and starts sitting on it and bouncing up and down and says, squish it, squish it. So I say, hey, baby, food stays on the plate, plate stays on the table. (laughs) And uh, that didn't go over too well for us. Uh, So (laughs) in my mind, I was thinking, you're losing your bananas on me because you're sitting on dinner saying, squish it, squish it. You've been begging for this goddamn quesadilla for four days and now you have it and this is how you're treating it. Absolutely not. (laughs) Yeah. But for her, it was the end of the world. This was how I wanted to experience this quesadilla. I wanted to do this so badly. It felt amazing. Um, I loved all the reactions coming from everyone around me. Yeah. And that's important to realize is that to her, that was the experience she was going for. And it is devastating (laughs) to be disappointed by how you planned such a special thing in your mind and in your heart. And that is something that as adults, we can understand the plan completely different. (laughs) The experience probably wasn't hopping up and down on a quesadilla and yelling, squish it, squish it. But we can all relate to having had something in mind that went terribly wrong and it was hard and it hurt. And if you had the people around you go, oh my God, you're being ridiculous. Get over it. It's not a big deal. And like send you to your room to be alone. How would that help you? How would that make you feel? Right? Way, way, way worse. So 
yeah, it's, it's so frustrating and it's so hard, but I do, I try so much with this one. I also want to say that I don't, well, I try not to swoop in as soon as I see that she's upset or struggling Mm. or even that she's scared of something. Right. So sometimes the emotional intelligence doesn't require someone being right there to narrate what's happening and name it. Sometimes I need to let her have that experience. I'm always nearby and I'm taking cues from her. She even turns and like asks for my intervention. I will. But there have been a couple times now by the ripe old age of two that she's navigated that feeling or that situation without me. And my instinct was to immediately swoop in and pick her up because I could see that like her whole little body froze up and like every muscle is tense because that thing ran past her and it scared her. Right. But I don't have to do that all the time. And that's so hard because you feel like so hard. that's literally your job. Like, of course you have to do that. You have to protect them. You have to help them. You have to keep them safe. But sometimes letting her in it in as safe of a way as possible experience that stuff is actually better for her because there's going to be lots of times where I'm not there and she needs to yeah. navigate without me. So this is helping build confidence in her own ability to do that. I hope, I think, right? Like that's what I'm going for. But dang, that's hard. That one is so hard for me because I I have felt really strongly about that since before she was even born. And that is something I'm struggling with the most. The second she takes a tumble or she does something risky, I have to bite my tongue and practice not constantly saying, be careful, be careful. I am working so hard on that. It is so hard for me to not physically swoop my body in and wrap my arms around her and be like, are you okay? (laughs) Are you okay? Um, Because I think that that great intentions, but unintentionally actually creates a lack of self-confidence, a lack of self-esteem, and maybe even a little bit of that anxiety that I have. And that is the last thing that I want to do <laughs> is instill those right. things, those things in her. And I'm trying, but it's hard. I know, exactly. I So I, I mentioned this and I said I would circle back to my own struggles with handling my own emotions, right? And I also think this will loop in what I said, how I wanted to come back to you, sort of distracting her from her meltdowns. Now, our kids have very different levels of meltdown. <laughs> so my biggest struggle in her journey and supporting her journey is that I feel like I don't always and maybe need to get better at giving her all the time she needs to feel it all the way through because I am really good at cheering her up and moving it along quickly and like being, you know, naming it, validating it, and then quickly just like, okay, yep, that's what that was. Here we go on to the next thing, right? That might be a little bit of a disservice, right? Like Mm -hmm. I, I maybe shouldn't always be doing that because I think If she is allowed to and is able to get comfortable leaning into uncomfortable feelings and seeing them all the way through, then maybe she won't be like me, an adult who turns to vices, distractions, other people, literally anything else to deal with or not deal with really my hard feelings. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I love that. I think it ties into what I just said, that it goes against all of my motherly instincts because all you want to do is like fix your baby. You want your baby happy and healthy and 
just as well as they can be. But I think that you are right. Yeah. I just think that that's a thing that I took into parenting that I thought was like a really great skill of mine is being able to sort of quickly shut down the meltdown, the tantrum, the hard, the hard thing, whatever it is, and be like, yep, we're happy again. And I think that that's not always a great thing. And that I've, that has been a a big 180 flip for me to think about it that way. And to realize that like the things that I struggle with the most probably come from that exact way of dealing with things, you know? So how interesting. Yeah. Now with that being said though, I know with your cherub munchkin child, it gets to a point where it's gone on for such a long time. We do need to now transition into like Mm -hmm. moving past it. So that's where I love some of your techniques. I will definitely want to know because every, every parent's going to come up against that at some point where like, they're just having a very, very hard time deescalating on their own. And you've given them the time, the space, the comfort, the whatever it is that they're looking for. And now like really though, we have to start recovering. Yeah. And for me, I feel like she doesn't really, on the few times I have let her go all the way through, it's not like it was manageable and I probably should be doing that more for her. I think I should, like, I need to lean into it being uncomfortable for both of us. Um, I love that. My kid can go, I know I'm going to say 20 minutes and people are going to be like, that ain't that bad. But 20 minutes of a blood curdling scream with like her whole body turning red and tears and snot pouring out of her face feels really intense. And I don't- Oh, it's a lifetime. Yeah. It's forever. That's a lifetime. Yeah. And I don't know, this is where I constantly struggle between, I don't want her to feel ignored, right? So I always let her know, mommy's here. Do you want a hug? Do you want, like, I offer things to help regulate her or help her, I don't know, just find comfort in something. I'm not even trying to distract her from the emotion. I'm just trying to give her something else than that reaction. And I, I really go back and forth and I struggle and I don't know what's right or what's wrong at all anymore. But I don't want her to feel ignored in those moments because her reaction is so big. And to me, obviously, it whatever the situation didn't warrant that big of a reaction, but that's her reality. And so I respect that and I don't want her to feel left alone in that. But there comes a time for me in my experience where anything I do is not working. Any distraction you offer is not working. And she is on a mission to let you know she is pissed, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Honey. I... I I struggle with that like pediatricians constantly say ignore it because if you don't ignore it you enforce or reinforce the behavior. And so any tips that you have on that because it is it is long, it is hardy, it is all consuming and I am starting to dysregulate myself. I don't I don't love that tip to ignore it. I understand the logic and don't pour gasoline on the fire, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm mm-hmm. not saying get down next to her and be like, oh my gosh, you're so upset. Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, like you don't have to make it worse. But I, I think what you're doing right now is exactly what I would say, which is you're there. She knows you're there, right? Because you're right. When they are that escalated, that is when they need you the most, whether or not they're choosing to be all up on you. Yeah. They need to just know that you are still there and you still love them, which is why... I chose not to go the route of timeout Mm -hmm. or spankings for punishments, right? To be 
to yeah. be physically reprimanded or to be isolated to a, a space away from the family is actually, if you really think about it psychologically, quite a harmful message to send to a little body that is going through a big thing mm-hmm. right now. So I just the fact that you stay right there, that's exactly what I do. And then you give her other options of you need to be angry right now. Here's what you can hit. Let's not, we're not going to hit our head because then your body's not safe. Right. But I think exactly the way that you're doing it is exactly what I would say. I think that it is going to pay off because my one little note here that I skipped over, but think I should circle back to is that I did exactly what you were doing for as long as I could before she had language at all. Now she's quite clear in expressing her emotions. And this has almost a little bit backfired because now (laughs) it can be bedtime. I told you the other day it was the bedtime routine and she did not want to go to bed and was happy to tell me, I do not want to go to sleep. (laughs) And I said, I know baby, but it's time. It's time to go to bed now. And she goes, I'm sad. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I'm sad too. I'll miss you, but it's okay. That just means that we love each other and we're going to have lots of fun tomorrow. And it's hard to say good night, but blah, 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 you know, just like not having it. And she goes, sing a song. So I sing a song. And as soon as the song ends, I'm so sad again. And it's just like, (laughs) she can say it now, right? Which is cute and going to be super annoying at all. Like the times that I don't really, don't really want to hear it. You know what I mean? (laughs) But it's in there. Like that groundwork was laid and it's already starting to pay off. In the past, she probably just would have whined and cried and squirmed and like, you know, tried to navigate her death roll out of my lap and show me other ways to, to let me know that she's upset. She doesn't want this to be happening. But after months and months and months, two years really of trying to model that, I feel like I'm starting to see it back. So I would say stick with it. I don't think you need to walk away and ignore it. I think you need to do exactly what you're doing. I think it's going to be exactly what you want it to be when she's ready. So hang in there. Hang in there, Ma. That stubborn baby girl. Are those all of the notes you have on emotional intelligence? Yeah. Oh, see, now you're saying EQ and I'm thinking should it be EI? Well, that would be the actual initials, but I think that's why I get confused. Yeah, I understand. I totally understand. (laughs) I totally understand. I totally do. I got it. Oh, my goodness. All right. Okay. I feel like we covered that. Pretty thoroughly, no? Do you yeah, think? but what about how does it all tie into like self-esteem and confidence? Right, okay, so that's the next thing. Oh, okay, right? good. Oh, I'm not looking at your notes. Apologies, thoughts and prayers. I broke it, <laughs> thoughts and prayers <laughs> for myself. I broke it into two different because I because okay, they, they do intertwine. Beautiful. They definitely do intertwine because having that foundation of emotional intelligence and confidence and being able to identify and also process your own emotions, no matter how hard they are, is going to, of course, bleed into confidence in general, self-confidence, right? So so I, I feel like we both have been very open about how confidence is something that we struggle with more than we should at this point, <laughs> yeah. honestly. I know how important it is to both of us to break that cycle and sort of bolster and develop those skills and that just whole concept in our own kids. So what do you feel like you've been doing or what do you want to say about that as far as instilling confidence in your girl? 
Yeah. Okay. So I feel like first just encouraging her to try new things and explore. And sometimes that may be, what is that? I'm seeing a lot of this on like mom Instagrams of like being safely risky or like, you know what I'm saying? Like in like participating in risky play, but cautiously risky play. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like letting her try those things to learn how to problem solve on her own or really learn her own limits. Yeah. So another thing I am doing is affirmations. I'm not doing it as intentionally as I had when she was just a ball of like baby skin and stuff. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. And why did I do it then? I don't know, but I did. But she is starting to say like, she'll hang off of her little trampoline thing and she'll say, I'm strong. And so I tried to show these little moments of I'm strong, I'm kind, I'm helpful, I'm healthy. Because I am a believer of, I don't know who said this quote, I will find it before we're done. I am a believer of when you change your thoughts, you change your world. Yeah. So the more positive your thoughts are, and I'm not saying like toxic positivity, I'm not even going there, but I'm just saying the more positive your thoughts are, especially about yourself and your worth, I think that your world around you changes to that. So you think positive, you attract positive. And I want that for her. I believe it so much. I'm such a good singer. <laughs> this is going on our album. <laughs> I just did a quick Google, very cursory Google search. I find Norman Vincent Peale once wrote, change your thoughts and you change your world. So mm. we're going to give him credit, although Thank that you. may or may not be true. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Norman. I. This is something I am awful at. I am trying really hard not to say good job, but mm, this yep. is not that is not my experience growing up. I yeah. I don't like know where in social media this became a thing that was like a no-no thing to say. Obviously, the intention is not bad and I say it all the time, but I am trying to focus more on on I heard you say something like you did it. I'm trying to focus mm-hmm. more on that. I'm trying to focus on yeah. the effort of what she did versus just good job, baby. <laughs> you did it. Okay. I'm going to stop you right there because now you're getting into my bullet oh, points. Oh, sorry. I'm not I'm looking at <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. You're cheating. You're cheating. I'm sorry. Um, well, actually, I had to add a bullet point at the beginning, which is that risky play that you're mentioning yeah. where like they're obviously not in like serious physical danger, but they're like walking on a slippery surface or like, you know, climbing up a ledge where you're right there to catch them if they fall, but you don't have your hands on them, right? Like that stuff is I forgot how hugely important that is to confidence because it is more than just like, oh, you're learning balance. You are problem solving. You are planning your next move, right? You are course correcting constantly. That's all foundational stuff for the emotional and intellectual side of confidence is having a physical confidence as well. So love that. Great point. And my next point is how hard it is for me that I I am very careful with how I praise her. And the idea of praise, because I think, so you mentioned the idea of instead of good job and that how all of a sudden this became this like bad thing to say, which I I don't think it's a bad thing to say. And do I still 
say it like 9,000 more times in a week than I intend to. Yes. Yes, I do. It is hard. It is a hard Mm -hmm. one to break. It is also ingrained in me. I remember hearing it my whole life. I really, truly treasured it when I heard it. And so to me, it is quite a compliment to give to someone. So of course I want to pay that to my own little perfect munchkin baby child. Just like you said, good job became this taboo thing. So I try to say you did it instead of good job as much as I can. It's hard. The idea is that I'm praising the process, not the outcome. So that would look like she draws a chaotic, crazy toddler picture and shows it to me. And I say, wow, you used so many colors over. It's beautiful. I love it. And the idea there is that it doesn't matter if it's good. It doesn't matter if it was done perfectly. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks of it. If you put effort and time into it and it's something you cared about making or enjoyed doing, that right there is all the accolade that you need, right? I don't want her to accidentally think that she should only do or try a thing if she's good at it. That is something I absolutely suffer from. I Mm -hmm. will not even try if I don't think that I'm going to be good if not perfect. And that's not great. Can I ask something? Yeah. Um, so if you're using the example of you use so many colors, is it then bad to just say you use so many colors? I love it. Is it saying like I loved it is kind of instilling that people pleaser thing for her? Like, oh, I use so many colors. Mommy loves when I use so many colors. Right. I'm just curious because it would be impossible. I'm not going to say impossible. It would be very challenging for me to not constantly say I love everything she created. (laughs) And it is, it is challenging. So I guess per this theory, the idea is you structure that sentence a little bit differently and you say, I love how hard you worked on this. I love how many colors you put into it. So you're still giving them like the whole, like your, my heart is exploding upon seeing this masterpiece type of message, but it is less about It is less about you having made it for me to like, right? I can't tell you how many kids I've had over the years spend two hours creating a thing and bring it to me and say, do you like it? And when I'm like, wow, you spent so much time, blah, blah, they're like, but do you like it? Do you like it? Is it good? Do you think it's good? And I'm like, ouch, you know, like that sucks that, that you've already gotten that message that that's what's important. And that's why this was worth doing. Right. So again, I don't want her to think that she should only try things that she could be good at. Mm -hmm. I don't want her to only value something or find value in something if other people praise it and other people see value in it. Yeah. Right. I want her to be able to have her own independent relationship with what's important to her and not have it be because it was important to everybody else which is a thing I think a lot of people need in society right now. So, so yeah. So like I said, I do a lot of narrating and celebrating what she's doing to get to the finished product, or even if it didn't get finished all the way, that's fine too. You know, like it doesn't, again, it's not about the outcome. It's about the effort that went into it. And I really do a lot of narrating and celebrating if she fails at something but she gets back up and tries again, which is something I've already seen in her. And it I, it makes me so jazzed, dude. I get so excited. Like I hope to God she always keeps that stick-to-itiveness in her right now is she'll fall down off of a thing. I mean, she'll wipe out hard or she'll not be able to open that thing and get frustrated and like put it down and t- tons of different things where like she failed at the task at hand. And she takes a second and she goes back to it or she gets up, dusts herself off and she tries again. And I'm yeah. like- Yes, please, 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 please always 
be like that because the world is going to knock you down over and over and over again. And you have to get back up. So I do a lot of making a big deal out of that. And then also though, if she doesn't want to try again after failing at something, I just remind her that that's okay. And we can try again when she's ready. And I make sure I give that opportunity again at a time, like later down the road, because I don't want her to, again, feel like if she can't do a thing really well the first time or the second time, or even the third time, she shouldn't do it. And it's not worth doing, right? Like we get back up, we try again. These are all things that I, as an adult, these are struggles for me. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm hoping that approaching it this way with her is kind of teaching her right now that she can do hard things and she doesn't have to be amazing at something to enjoy it. And that right there, hopefully will be a really solid foundation for confidence for the rest of her life. Yeah. I love this. I'm wondering, so say she's attempting to do something, let's say a puzzle and she can't put the piece in the right spot and she's getting frustrated pretty quickly and she like throws the puzzle piece or she hands it to you and says, mommy do it. And you give it back and you say, try again. Where does that go? Yeah. So that is definitely a careful dance, right? So depending, I, it, I have to be paying attention and see how escalated she is because if she has some more patience left in the tank, I can tell Then I might encourage her to try again, peanut, or I might even say like, turn it this way and try again, but I won't do it. I won't put it in. I won't do it for her. And, and so if there's some left in the tank, like mm-hmm. I said, then she'll probably will try again. And, and that may or may not be met with success either. When she's gotten to the point where like her patients are done and this is not a good teachable moment for that, then I might take that piece and put it in there the correct way so that she can see it. I watch her whole body like calm down real quick, like, okay, the piece is in, it's good. And then again, depending on what mood she's in, I might take it back out, put it down and say, now you try after she has seen how yeah. to do it modeling so that she still gets that feeling of completion. Mm-hmm. She still gets to be the one who completed the task herself. Yeah. And yeah, she obviously needed help along the way. Toddlers are going to kids of all ages are going to, but anytime that I can still let her get that aha, that final moment of like, Holy crap, I did it. I will. Yeah. There are though plenty of times where like I put the puzzle piece in, I go to take it out and say, you do it. And she's like, no, like put it back. We're done with it. You know, like she's not going to try it again. And that's fine. You cut your losses. You let it go right there. There are going to be times where mommy has to do it and it ends there. But anytime that I feel like, well, I could either encourage her again, or I could model it and then let her do it again and, and give her that experience. I will love this. But it's a it's a it's a dance. Like yeah, I said. yeah, for sure. I see this note at the bottom, and I'm I'm yeah. I want to get there. You have to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think this this is next. Okay, yeah, this is this is a big one uh, for all human beings, but because we have girls specifically, I am hyper aware of confidence around body image. Right, mm. so. Again, something that we have definitely shared that we struggle with confidence and especially in terms of how we feel about our own bodies and how we feel in our bodies. So I do a lot of positive self-talk with her. Um, Everything from we're brushing our teeth in the mirror and I'm like, who's that beautiful girl? You're so beautiful. You're, you know, and 
And of course, I also do, you were talking about other affirmations. I'm kind, I'm strong, I'm brave, I'm loving, all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? Of course. But in specifically relation to body image, I do try to do, again, a lot of positive self-talk. I even am trying to be careful about things like like how I talk about something like a dirty diaper or any other disgusting body function that we all have, right? That you can that usually are labeled as gross and disgusting, Mm -hmm. like I just did, and give this feeling of being shameful. I am hyper careful not to ever be like, oh, wow, you stink. That is gross. Let's go change that right now. Ew, poopies, poopies, ew. You know, like, no, no, no. I don't want her to feel anything about her or how her body works is gross or wrong or shameful, right? Like it's a natural function. Yeah. <laughs> it's a natural function that we all have and do. And like, <laughs> yeah. she's still learning how to control it. So to shame her over having done it is like, yeah. that just doesn't make sense to me. So I'm really careful with my language around her body as she picks out her own crazy outfits. And I'm like, wow, fashionista, (laughs) look at you. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how insane it looks. I am always her hype man. I am always pumping her up. Here's what I have to get better at. I have to be better and I have to be really careful about how I talk about myself. This is exactly what we were saying earlier with the emotional intelligence. She is listening to every interaction where I come downstairs dressed for whatever and I'm wearing real clothes and Chris is like, wow, you look good. And I'm like, oh, no, or ew, or whatever I say, whatever stupid, immature reaction that I give to him because I cannot receive this compliment because I I will not allow myself. The way I bounce it back at him, she's hearing that, she's absorbing that, she is taking from that, that this is how you talk about yourself. This is how you feel about yourself. And this is how you respond when someone tries to say something nice to you. And I cannot have that. I cannot have that. And I'm consciously working on that one. You know what I'm noticing for me? I, I am trying to be very conscious about not saying negative things about my physical appearance in front of her, but that just means I don't talk about it at all. Mm -hmm. And that's not showing her anything either. Um, I want to go back to your like dirty diaper and all of that stuff. Um, I was surprised that I felt so strongly because I didn't even know I would have any sort of feelings about it, that I felt so strongly about people saying like, ew, dirty diaper. It is her body and it is beautiful and it is not gross that she is learning what is what these parts are and what they do and how we take care of them. So anyway, when we change diapers, we say, we have to change your diaper. We have to stay clean and healthy. And so she goes clean yeah. and healthy, clean and healthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'll say. I say, let me get you a nice dry diaper. Let's make sure your skin is comfortable, right? Like, let's take off this wet diaper because it will hurt your skin. You know, like I'll give her like the logical reason for right. why we need to take away this waste and not that it is disgusting and inconvenient to people around you. Yeah, I definitely, I can relate that I did not anticipate that being such a huge thing yeah. for me, but it is, it's really important. Yeah. All right. Well, any, do you have any, any final thoughts on that one? Anything else you want to say to our adoring listeners? Um, Love you listeners. And I just want, 
I don't know if anything I'm doing is is right or wrong. I don't know if there's a right or wrong. Um, I just really want her to feel good in her skin and sure of who she is and to advocate for whatever that means for her. Yeah, man. 100%. 100%. I want exactly the same things. I think most parents, almost all parents want that, right? And I so. I think we both do have to remind each other and ourselves and everyone listening that there's not really like a right or wrong way. There's a way that resonates with you and there's a way that works for you and your family and that's going to be your way. But these is this what we talked about today obviously is our way and yeah. Yeah. I I think you're doing great. I think you're doing better than great if I'm honest with I you. I think you're doing great too. Thank you. They're family. They're actually cousins and they now, well, at least my now asks to see her cousin who mm. is cute and beautiful, she says. <laughs> oh, so obviously the confidence thing is, is working for everybody. They, everybody's loving everybody. Everybody's gorgeous. It's great. It's a great time to be alive in the sales family. Oh my They're God. They're so cute. All right. Are you ready? All right. I'm ready. Let's lighten things up. It's time for the brain dump. That was right. That felt great. <laughs> I wish everyone could see your face when you are like just floored with your own just performance. Feeling it. <laughs> Straight up vibing. Mm-mm-mm-mm. All right. You want to go first or what do you want to do? Me? Yeah. What do you want? I can go first. I have it all organized here. Yeah, but yeah. also if you. Yeah, you go. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, the tire light is gone again. And that is the last time that I'm going to talk about it. So don't go begging me. Do not ask me. Do not DM me. We are done. Okay. (laughs) Number two, I tried to think of things that we say in toddler speak because you brought this up. Like, does anybody else do that when they're kids? When the kid's not around, right? Because like, I'm not trying to reinforce it to her. I always say it back the right way to her. But secretly, we think it is the freaking cutest, right? And I think that my current favorite that we still do that she doesn't even do as much anymore because she can enunciate slightly better. But when she would come across a thing that like surprised her and delighted her, she would point and go, oh, what that? Ooh, what that? Like, ooh, what's that? And so now she'll be like in bed and Chris will have ordered food from somewhere and he'll like open a container and I didn't realize that he got that side, whatever it is. And I'll be like, ooh, what that? Like we just are constantly asking, ooh, what that? Ooh, what that? As 30-somethings alone in our living room. Don't reveal it. Don't reveal it. My full, my true age. Uh, okay. From there, I want to say that I have spent way too much time thinking about this one over the course of the last week. I really, really want to understand the history of British monarchies. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I want to understand like everything about it, like every single monarch and how it all played out. And I just think that that's probably really unrealistic at this point in my life. This is, we're talking like thousands of years of history. So I just keep giving up. But then something will happen that will remind me of how much I really want to know more about it. So mm. I don't know what to do there. I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. I cannot immediately absorb all of the entirety of the history of British rule. So I will know none of it instead. <laughs> I'm going to move on from there and say that I had my mind blown this week also when I found out, you know, that Michael Jackson song that's like, 
Mama say, Mama say, Mama kusa. Mama say, Mama say, Mama kusa. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you know that he's saying words right there? Yeah, he's he's saying Mama say, Mama say, Mama kusa. Yes, I agree with you. Somebody on the internet right now is coming out with the audacity to say that he's actually speaking. I'm gonna say it one more time. I'm not gonna stop. I'm gonna say it one more time. I'm not gonna stop. I'm gonna say it one more time. I'm not gonna stop. I'm gonna say it one more time. I'm not gonna stop. Oh my god! Right? What the fuck, dude? Oh my! How many others? How many others? How many others have I been wrong about? Okay, this should be another thing that we add to the weekly rotation. How many songs we had wrong for like our entire lives? Because it's a lot. It's probably every song. It's it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. The last one, I think I'm actually going to save for another day's conversation because we're, oh. okay. we're already at our cap. Or should I do it? Just do it. Should I Just do it? Just do or? it. All right. Real quick, real quick. Do you know Billie Eilish? Yeah, of course I know. Do you know what, do you know what she looks like? Yes. Okay. Do I look like you Billie look Eilish? Like, it's the eyes. If you're going there, okay. it's the eyes. It's in the yeah. eyes. Yeah. You got Billie Eilish eyes. I, you got Billie Eilish eyes. Is that a song? That should be a song. Yeah. I'm going to come out with that song and be her next like top rival. <laughs> We're going to have an eye off. Okay. Whatever the fuck that means. Yeah. I had two people over the course of the last two years, actually, one when I was pregnant and one just the other day tell me that my face mm-hmm. was like Billie Eilish's face. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I can't exactly tell you what she looks like, but I can tell you that I've seen a couple pictures of her, like very much like how I was in high school, like half dyed hair bangs in her face. So you mm-hmm. can actually see her face. I'm pretty sure she has big blue eyes. That's all I can tell. And she'd be in like all emoed out in hoodies and stuff. And we could have been the same person yeah. at some point. So probably. here's now what you need to do. Okay. We, the yeah. people are going to need to see a side by side. And there's an app people are doing, and I don't know if it's on TikTok, obviously, life-changing app, or Instagram, where- Celebrity twin? Yes. You have to do it. I guess I'll have to find it and try it. I wonder if it will give me Billy, but I I did recently look her up. After the second person said it, I looked her up and was like, "Mm, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I see it, but I'm not sure. I think I see what other people see. Dude, it's Betty Betty Davis eyes. You have Billie Eilish eyes. Yeah, I have Billie Eilish (laughs) eyes. But it's going on our it's going on our album. Oh Billie my god! Eilish eyes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we'll create lyrics of all of our mumble songs that we have butchered. Um. Okay, I'm going. Yep. Go. So I've come to the realization that I love food. I like eating and chewing something that just tastes good, like mm, no, 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 good food. This is what the actual problem is. And so I need to be more mindful of it. Can you get really sick if you accidentally eat some of the tinfoil that covers like a little chocolate egg? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What is duck sauce made of and why is it called duck sauce? No judgments. Just curious. Here. (laughs) No judgments. Does anyone else smile while talking on the phone, right? Like in hopes that the person on the other end knows that you're being nice. Like I'm 
I am I am so approachable and nice and kind on this <laughs> phone call. So I'm smiling. Can you hear it? And that brings me to phone voice. Does everyone have it? And I know the answer to this, no, because I, I heard someone answer the phone as if they were regularly talking to someone. I don't do that. Do you do that? I have a phone voice yeah, for you sure. You have to have a phone voice. Um, and then last but not least, you know how the other week it was, if you know, you know, IYK, blah, 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 blah. Ick, yick, yeah. Yep. I see my. In case you missed it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Now I know that. Nope. What did nope. you think? Were you just saying I, I see my? I see. Every no, time? I was just like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's doing it. I guess I have to start doing it. I see my. I see my. Um, yeah, in <laughs> case you missed it. <laughs> that would have been a contender for Kuda Googled it, I think. Yeah, but- for sure. And I did. I Googled it. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. That's going to do it for us, right? Yeah. Thank you for listening to Not Another Momcast. You can find us on Instagram at Not Another Momcast or email us at notanothermomcast at gmail.com. Did you know you can also find us on Apple and Google Podcasts? However, you listen, if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, review, give us feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Okay. 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 Bye. bye. Okay. That should do it. Excellent. That should do it.